0: This is the Simple Passive Cashflow podcast. Over the last several weeks, we've been giving out the each chapter to the Journey to Simple Passive Cashflow book that I released a couple of years ago that went Amazon bestseller. And this week, we're gonna be dropping chapter five, which is using real estate to pay less taxes. It really goes over the high level on, you know, how do we mitigate taxes? Don't do 1031 exchanges and try to get to a point where we have passive income and not ordinary income. Why? Because everybody wants passive income, but you want less ordinary incomes because that's the income that you get killed on taxes on. Sure, if you're under a million, few million dollars net worth, you need that ordinary income to generate that base, that principle to invest. But over time, you try to titrate down and get more passive incomes because you're able to seriously mitigate the taxes on that side. But I don't want to spoil it for you. We're going to be getting it into this chapter. And after you've read this chapter, check out our info page at simplepassatcashwell.com slash tax to read more about some of the tax strategies. And if you haven't yet, check out simplepassatcashwell.com slash club where you can join the club and get access to our members portal where you'll have even more tax strategies hidden in there off the public facing website. If you guys want to help me out, Um, I'm still looking for some $0.99 Kindle reviews and some $5 reviews on the book. You guys can check out the links there at simplepassacashflow.com slash book. And what this will do is as I release my next book here later on this year, it'll help me just get more traction, right? Because people don't realize, you don't just write a book and then it just skyrockets out of nowhere. This is a very meticulous game of, Doing a podcast for five six years, or I think I've been doing it since two thousand sixteen. It's almost a decade at this point. Writing of one book, writing another book, and then having that first book being successful. This is not a you know stardom out of nowhere or, or getting popular nowhere. This is like a TV show. It's like becoming season three, season four. This of the popular sitcom where we've gotten the traction and now this is the point where we're to keep it going, keep the momentum going. And in my latest book, I really try to capture digging deeper in how exactly do you do it? This book, uh, I've told it from my point of view, but in the next book, I really wanted to capture you're the hero out there. My job is to get you guys to financial freedom, send the elevator back down for you guys. And by Sending out reviews, buy the book on Amazon, send a screenshot to team at simplepassivecasual.com and we'll hook you up with a free e-course as a thank you. But that just really helps myself and our ecosystem get bigger notarization so we can attract more and more investors and build to our collective group. For those of you guys who've kind of heard the book and the e-version that we give for free on the website, simplepassivecasual.com slash book appreciate you guys sharing it with your friends and family and also enjoy this chapter which i think is has a lot of huge beneficial information surrounding taxes this is a story about a dude named lane he moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay and then one day he went try to rent them out and then he became one real investor man chapter five using real estate to pay less tax. Oh yeah. Note I'm not a CPA or tax attorney and therefore will not be giving any tax advice. But if you're a six-figure earner and are paying more than 19 to 29% tax, pay close attention. When I was investing in rental properties, I was able to create passive losses through each of my investments. On a basic level, investors are able to take a paper loss on 127th of the price of the improvement value which is the value of the building or the structure. Behind me is one of our apartment complexes in Houston, it's a little smaller one, 126. But we can deduct the price of the building improvement, which is essentially everything but the ground, the land, right? The land has a value that doesn't decay over time. So for example, that first property I owned in Seattle back in 2009 that I purchased for $360,000, I was able to deduct around $7,000 of losses every year in the form of depreciation. And if you want to do the, the rough math, about $200,000 was the improvement value, right? The non-land portion of the $360,000. I was able to use this to lower my ordinary income since I had an under $100,000 adjusted gross income or elect to hold on to these losses to offset future gains from the cash flow or eventual sale. Today, when I buy in places like Alabama, Texas, Florida, the tax benefits are actually stronger since the land values are lower in proportion to the building improvement value. In 2016, when I started to go into syndications and private placements, there was a new tax law that went into effect that allowed for bonus depreciation, which greatly increased the amount of deductions I could extract from the investment as opposed to taking it over the boring 27 years turtle pace in a straight line depreciation with the new favorable laws in place who actually will knows how long this is going to be in place actually currently the phase out period is 2022 and then it goes down a little bit in the next few years but may come back. And I think this is where it's good to be uh, in the know or have a network around you. So when these things do change, you guys are automatically alerted and are able to make the right changes based on your investment strategy. If you've been listening to the Simple Passive Cashflow podcast since 2016, you have seen me well, change my mind a few times. At one time, I thought buying a bunch of rentals was the way to financial freedom. So you could be that cool guy at the local real estate club with all the other misguided landlords. As I became an accredited investor, I discovered the three-step system that we use today. First, syndication deals where you don't invest with dishonest operators to get better returns than the 401k financial planner garbage. Second step, get passive losses to unlock the tax best practices that the wealthy employ. And last and least impactful, number three, infinite banking. If your net worth is not yet $1 million, check out my free Turnkey Rental Remote e-course at simplepassivecashflow.com turnkey. Alright, speaking to accredited investor, to an accredited investor, my 123 system is very simple to implement, but it requires plugging into a community of purely passive accredited investors like ours. Join our investor club for more insider access, go to simplepassivecashflow.com club. Those who are looking to deploy more than $250,000 their first year or make over $300,000 in annual income or net worth over a couple million dollars should really look into our exclusive inner circle called the Family Office HANA Mastermind, Foom for short. Learn more at simplepassivecashflow.com journey. So who knows how long this will last and eventually be replaced by some other tax best practice. I was able to take one third of the entire building improvement value all in the first year, giving me a boatload of passive losses, allowing me to build up a surplus to use strategically in the coming year. This aggressive depreciation is totally within the rules of the IRS and is made possible via cost segregation on the asset. This is basically done on the partnership level, so passive investors don't need to do anything. General partners take care of all this stuff within a syndication where they hire a cost segregation expert to go out and itemize all the components of the building. And they hand this big report to the CPA who then is able to write off the asset more aggressively and give all the passive losses accordingly to pro rata owners and even passive investors. We typically pay the cost seg guys eight to $10,000 to do a cost seg on the property. On a large 100, 200, 300 unit property that isn't much money. And so totally makes sense to do in most cases. Whereas you can do it on your little rental property, but. Spending $5,000, $10,000 just doesn't make any sense. And this is another prime example why the economies of scales and bigger properties are so much better. I started to learn from my peers in different mastermind groups. This opened up a myriad of different tax mitigation strategies. By 2017 and 2018, I paid less than 10% effective tax rate. In 2019, I paid zero in taxes depreciation is written into the tax code as a way for business owners or real estate owners to take a paper loss on their assets as the assets slowly decay in terms of serviceable life. A rental property or a commercial asset might last well beyond its 20 to 30 year paper depreciation cycle and it will likely will. It may even last a century but as far as the tax code goes there is a serviceable life which you can deduct. This is really what a lot of people don't understand in terms of why real estate is such a great investment class or asset class there are so many great tax benefits you can be a crypto investor you can invest in um, businesses but none of those things really give you these tax advantages these depreciation losses that real estate does i try to keep things simple because quite frankly as a passive investor you don't really need to know the details but know enough to have an informed conversation with your tax professional and to steer them to optimizing the tax code to your benefit. Unfortunately, this will make your CPA's job a bit harder and might make them feel uncomfortable if they are not on the cutting edge of the tax code. As a passive investor, I want you to educate yourself just enough to use it effectively in a strategy to get to your end game, which is to effectively pay less taxes. I learned a long time ago that a lot of people out there like to understand every little minute detail these days. Personally, I like to understand things because we discuss these in our family office Ohana mastermind, and I have to teach this to people. But for the average passive high net worth investor, out there there really isn't much sense to learn what really goes on in detail. Like when I turn on the TV I know how to use the remote and turn it on use the DVR here and there but I don't really care on how it all actually works when I'm on the outside I don't examine the roots on the tree or how the nutrients go up it but I'll definitely eat and enjoy the fruit that's for sure most passive high net worth investors are busy and most people in my tribe at simple passive cash are busy working professionals oftentimes with a day job and a family life at home so let's focus our finite time and energy onto our highest and best use, which is likely spending time with our loved ones or at our day jobs, making six figures and above. Let's not get bogged down in the details and focus on what is going to move the needle. Why the heck do you need passive activity losses and what are they for? There are a couple of major different types of income out there. There is passive income that is derived from our real estate investments and other forms of passive income. And there is ordinary income out there derived from 1099s and W2 paychecks. That's the unhappy side. Passive side is the happy side. We want to get to that side. And slowly over time, we move people to the passive income side. Overall, we're trying to move away from ordinary income to passive income because these passive activity losses or the PALs for short can offset passive income. So as we rack up passive activity losses or PALs through depreciation of our real estate, these can be moved forward year to year as they just become suspended. When needed, we can use these suspended passive activity losses to offset our passive income that our investments make to pay no taxes. Many sophisticated investors are walking around with several hundred thousands of dollars of passive activity losses suspended up in the air, thus able to use it as they realize passive gains to not pay taxes. Now, one strategy that we use for a lot of our clients in our family office, Sohan Mastermind, is utilizing real estate professional status designation on our taxes or reps for short. This is a great strategy where there are some nuances to being able to check this box on your tax return. Assuming you meet the criteria, you're able to use those passive activity losses to offset not only your passive income, but your ordinary income from your day job or 1099s. Now this is extremely valuable for high paid professionals, such as doctors who might make over $600,000 a year to bring them out of that highest tax bracket. We ideally try to bring them down to that $330,000 AGI zone, because that is $330,000, thus saving them more than $100,000 like that. Again, by bringing them from 600 down to 330, they're effectively shielding that difference from that highest tax bracket. That $330,000 has other significance in other tax planning, because in the year 2021, that is the break between the 24 to 32% tax bracket. As you can see, there's a bit of art to this. There's no one way of doing it, which is why you need a peer group of other passive investors brainstorming these ideas to then take to your tax professional. But the best I can tell you now is simply to educate yourself and to give you the basic rules of thumb for now such as clients are able to use passive activity losses to strategically pay taxes when they want. And ideally trying to kick the can to the future, probably never paying taxes ever. I'm not a CPA and I'm not a tax professional, but I'm not working a day job anymore. And I figured out how to use the system legally in my favor. And this is how a lot of high net worth sophisticated investors do it. The important thing is to arm yourself with the right information so that you can have an educated conversation with your tax professional to steer the ship. After all, these are your taxes. You need to empower yourself and pay attention to this. After all, taxes are your number one expense of life, so pay attention to it. On the ethics side, a lot of people give high net worth people a lot of crap because they don't pay any taxes. My rebuttal to this is that where are the investors putting our skin on the line, funding investments that are powering this country forward even during times of uncertainty, including pandemics and any possible economic slowdowns. The tax code is written to influence behavior and to reward certain behaviors like ours, to put allocated funds into these types of places. For example, the tax code rewards exploratory oil and gas investments because this country needs more self-reliance on domestic oil, as opposed to relying on volatile relations in the Middle East. So the US government offers great incentives to those investing in domestic oil and gas projects. Same can be said for solar and electric vehicles. Now, if you're like most people in America and you just stick your money in the 401k retirement mutual fund stuff, you're gonna get what everybody else gets and you're gonna have to pay taxes. Everybody needs to help the system in certain ways. The way we do things makes Uncle Sam very happy and complies with IRS codes. Therefore, we don't pay much in taxes. Most CPAs don't know these strategies despite doing a lot of tax returns. Remember, you should only take financial advice from those who are financially free. Numbers don't lie. People's net worth doesn't lie, unless they were a trust fund kid. Many CPAs and financial planners are living paycheck to paycheck. They haven't figured this stuff out. And as a side note, you know what we found through the family office clients is we educate them, we, we allow them to become empowered, They start steering the ship. They become the architect for their own financial picture. Then they go to the right CPA, the lawyer. And most cases in terms of CPAs, 95% of the time they fire their CPA and start working with somebody else. If you guys need a referral, let me know. We can connect you with folks who are um, able to do what you guys want uh, within the confines of the IRS tax code. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests.